Welcome to the show, Beauty is More Than Skin Deep, with your host, Dana Renee. In many cultures, the phrase, beauty is only skin deep, relates to a person's intellectual, emotional, and spiritual qualities. However, what most people are exposed to first is the physical beauty of a person, place, or thing. Today's topic is the Loopy Project. Lupus is a systematic, excuse me, a systemic autoimmune disease that occurs when your body's immune system attacks your own tissues and organs. Inflammation caused by lupus can affect many different body systems, including your joints, skin, kidneys, blood cells, brain, heart, and lungs. Lupus can be difficult to diagnose because its signs and symptoms often mimic those of other ailments. The most distinctive sign of lupus is a facial rash that resembles the wings of a butterfly unfolding across both cheeks. Today's guest is Altonia Dugar. She was diagnosed with lupus prior to her 40th birthday. After a year of struggling with a rash on her face that was spreading to her neck and chest, in addition to battling migraines, fatigue, joint pain, shortness of breath, and excessive sweating, she initially thought there was a medical treatment a magical pill, a needle filled with a miracle drug that she could take to get rid of lupus. However, she was quickly informed that lupus has no cure. It's a chronic illness she will live with for the rest of her life until a cure is discovered. So welcome, Altonia. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for being my guest today. So tell our listeners a little bit more about, about yourself. Okay. Well, my name is Altonia Dugar affectionately known online or across social media platforms as the Lupitus or Naturally Lupi. And I am from the Washington, D.C. area. I currently live in Atlanta, Georgia. And I am thriving and living my life despite the diagnosis of lupus and um, Mm -hmm. have become an advocate and have really taken my medical journey and putting it into my own hands. Mm, good. That's awesome. So as you're talking, you moved from D.C. to Atlanta, and um, unfortunately were diagnosed with this lupus uh, condition. And I think sometimes things happen. happen well, I, I often say things happen for a reason. And mm-hmm. uh, you say you're, you're thriving. And as you went on to say that, um, I just thought about living your best life. And uh, would you say that had you not been diagnosed with this condition that maybe uh, you wouldn't be living your best life, so to speak? Well, I think my diagnosis for me was an eye-opener. And when Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed, lupus wasn't as, um, quote-unquote, popular as it is now. Mm -hmm. So I had... Literally, I've been sick for years. I remember mm. as far back as middle school and high school, feeling fine one minute and an hour into school, feeling like death has warmed over. So throughout wow. my life, I had just become used to feeling bad, if that makes sense. Wow. I never felt good. My stomach always hurt. I always had a headache. I just felt sick. But to the outside world, I looked perfectly fine. Mm. With the lupus diagnosis at the time, there wasn't much enthusiasm or hope for people with lupus to live a good life, to live despite of. Everything was, we can treat the symptoms, and this is the best we could do. Mm. And wow. when you hear that 400 times 
over and over and over and over mm-hmm. again, it will make you depressed. I had right. actually planned my funeral. I had oh given gosh. instruction to my children as well as my immediate family members of my final wishes and because there was just no information. Um, mm. this, again, this was well before other advocates started to post um, when I went to the library. This is when the library mm-hmm. was still a thing. Mm-hmm. I could not find one book on lupus. There were tiny mentions of lupus in books relative to arthritis. Mm. So I really had to do the work. I was determined that man, doctor, physician, whoever this person was, was not going to put the final period on my life story. Wow. Wow. That's really good that that, – you were you, you rose to the occasion, so to speak, um, and and although you know you went back and there was quite some history of you not feeling good, and it kind of it sounds like it became quote unquote the norm, so to speak, mm-hmm. and uh, you know doctors and others were were diagnosing you or or, or giving you pills, kind of to to continue to mask or to to help with the symptoms, but it wasn't going to the root cause of what was really going on. So I right. commend and you keep for, in mind, for doing. My mother mm-hmm. was a nurse, had been a mm. nurse for 35 years. Wow. She had no idea what was wrong with me. Honestly, wow. her and her siblings thought I was seeking attention. Mm. Wow. What? <laughs> That's interesting. Oh, my gosh. So mm-hmm. um, so tell us a little bit more. So when you say your, your mom was a nurse and then yet you also had siblings, so I'm not sure. Tell, tell our listeners a little bit more. How many siblings were there? Were you like the middle well, child? Were you, ba- were you the I baby? The, Where did you follow I'm the baby. <laughs> okay. I'm the baby. I'm the youngest. My mother gave birth to me at the age of 42 years old. Wow. Um, my mother was 42. My father was 52. Mm. And the baby before me was 17 when I was born. Wow. So my siblings was like a second set of parents. There were a mm-hmm. total of six of us. And because I had been babied and pampered my entire life from mm-hmm. everyone, it was just drink some ginger ale, drink some tea, lay down. Wow. No, I'm not picking you up from school. School gets out in a few hours. Come home and lay down. Wow. That's just a thing. You hear that all of elementary, mm-hmm. all of middle mm-hmm. school, all of high school. You just learn to push through. Mm-hmm. I had a baby mm-hmm. at the age of 16, and if you know anything about lupus, pregnancy is very hard on a woman's body who has mm-hmm. lupus, and I just remember feeling like I was going to die. Wow. And my mother would say to me, you're not sick, you're just pregnant. You're going to school. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I half my life, I've just learned to work and keep going despite how I was feeling. Wow. Wow. And how many people that I had lupus? So to them, Mm -hmm. nothing is wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So it's just amazing. To me, that speaks to the strength of a woman. And how, or maybe maybe not strength. In some ways, it can it can mask itself in other ways. And I think in your mm-hmm. case, it, it came out in the form of of lupus. But you know, we're we're so used to being the independent or the strong woman, so to speak. 
and we suppress right. those feelings or suppress things that mm-hmm. um, maybe we, we shouldn't be suppressing, but we don't know better. We're, we're survivors, so we keep, we keep going on. And, right. Um, just the resiliency of you. you. You did just that. You kept you kept going on, and I kept um, going. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, um, with that, I think your your body's like, hey, wait a minute, <laughs> um, <laughs> wait a minute. And, you know, it's one of those where your your body will get your attention in, in ways that um, other things may not. But right. I think it's very interesting that um, just in those whole, you know, in your in your family dynamics how that played out and, um, you know, with you being the, the baby child, how your siblings saw you as being babied and they, they didn't really see your cry for help as a cry for mm-hmm. help, but instead saw it as a, oh, she just wants attention. Right. So instead of, instead of uh, there being a, let's find out what's going on, you continue to push through. So I commend you for for pushing through, <laughs> and even now that you've been you, you, there's there's been a, a diagnosis in and saying okay this is what's going on and it's been defined or, or described as lupus, continuing to to put your best foot forward and and become your own advocate to find out okay what can I do what can I do right so um, once you were actually diagnosed with lupus what did you do? I cried. <laughs> mm. Like, the first 30 seconds, I was like, mm-hmm. thank you. Somebody's telling me what is wrong with me, and we're going to fix this. You know, there has right. to be some sort of cream or pill or a combination mm-hmm. of the two, whatever it is. Right. It I'm ready. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then it was told to me that, you know, it was chronic, there's no cure. And for me, that sounded like cancer because, again, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about lupus at this time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. chronic, no cure. I referenced that to cancer, so I just cried, 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 cried. And then once I stopped crying, I still didn't tell anyone for maybe a month, four to six wow. weeks. I didn't mm-hmm. say anything. When I finally spoke up to my ex-husband, he was my husband at the time, mm-hmm. of course, it's the blind leading the blind. I'm just telling him what the doctor told me, and we both are like, now what? Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't, again, I just didn't talk. And I always tell this story that I was outed at work. Um, I used to work for Verizon Wireless. Mm-hmm. And because of the pain, and I would wear long sleeves because I was always cold and they would have the air conditioner running at work. So mm-hmm. I always wore long sleeves. I would moan sometimes, like, ooh. Ah, you know, like that. From the pain, right. From the pain. And I don't want anybody to know what's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And one of my coworkers thought that I was being physically abused. Mm. And she went to HR. She said, listen, this young lady is here every day. She's, you know, obviously in pain. She's wearing long sleeves in the summertime. Something is going on. I think she's being physically abused. Wow. I come into work. Get summoned to HR, and there's the police, the HR wow. director, my manager, and I'm like, oh my god, you know what, what what's going on? And mm-hmm. there's a counselor there, and they are like, just tell us, we can get you help. We are we are protect you. I'm like, tell you what? <laughs> wow. And, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I had to tell them that I had lupus and I was not in an abusive relationship. Mm. You know. 
and then to move to the next, you know, steps in them making accommodations for me, which I so appreciate. But just to know that a coworker observed, like, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. Something mm-hmm. is wrong right. here. Right. Wow. Wow. And this was about three months after diagnosis. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Wow. So I think that's a beautiful thing. We're going to get ready to go into a break, but just before we do, just thinking of that, you know, you were, quote, outed at work, um, how, how did that make you feel that someone actually paid attention to <laughs> what your, just your, your moans or your, just your, your and, and I don't think you were moaning just because you, you uh, wanted anyone to say anything, but I think you were moaning because you were just in pain. But how did that make you feel that someone actually recognized and, and decided to help you with what they thought was the problem? Initially, I was embarrassed because I didn't mm-hmm. want to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. But after I realized it was nothing to be embarrassed about, I was mm-hmm. grateful and extremely thankful. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. With that, we're going to go into our first break. Thank you. Welcome back to the show, Beauty is More Than Skin Deep, with your host, Dana Renee. Today's guest is Altonia Dugar. Altonia was diagnosed with lupus prior to her 40th birthday, and she's sharing with us today her, her project, the Loopy Project. So welcome back, Altonia. Thank you. Thank you. So just before our break, we were talking about you being outed at work and just how that made you feel. And, um, you know, once, once the word was out, finally, were you, was there a sense of relief, or did you, um, what did you do at that point? There was a small sense of relief, but there was also a sense of now I have to tell people. People are going mm. to know. Mm. And not due to malicious behavior, but people were curious. What is it? What does mm-hmm. it do to you? How does it make mm-hmm. you feel? And I felt like it was a scarlet letter on me every day. I have to wow. answer questions out of curiosity for nothing, mm-hmm. for no other reason, just curiosity. Is, how did you get it? Can I get it? You know, right. what do I need to ask the doctor for? How do I find mm-hmm. out? And I'm like, oh, I was overwhelmed. And wow. at the time, I was a natural hair blogger, mm-hmm. and this was at the onset and the popularity of blogs. Okay. And I was overwhelmed with the constant questioning. I just did a blog post one day that said, hi, I'm um, Miss Six and I have lupus. And I just Mm. put it all in the blog and hit post. And that blog started my work as being a face (laughs) for lupus. Wow. Wow. So amazing how just out of this, this um, what could be considered a, a tumultuous event became mm-hmm. something beautiful. Um, Absolutely. Just, just thinking of, you know, you were living your life, you were suppressing things, and things were, um, you were going with the flow and, and continuing to be strong and resilient, and then comes this, this diagnosis of lupus, and you were covering it up, and lo and behold, someone at work outed you, and 
And although there was shame and there was kind of like a, oh, my gosh, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure a plethora of emotions, but then out of that came something beautiful where uh, you became more vulnerable and you, um, you just started to share because people were curious. So it started with your blog, it sounds like, that was already in place. Yes. And um, you wanted to, to answer some of those questions. So, um, so tell us a little bit more what, what happened when you, because when you previously were going to work, you started uh, covering up because you didn't want people to see the, the flare-ups. So what did you do after you were, quote, outed, I guess? Did you just did you yes. eventually start going without the long sleeves and doing things differently? Well, my employer, Verizon Wireless, I have to give them a huge thank you and a shout-out because they made every accommodation possible to keep me comfortable mm-hmm. um, from allowing me to work a full schedule. They uh, closed the vent that was over my head so the cold air wouldn't come directly on me. They allowed mm-hmm. me to have a heater at my desk so that I could wow. stay warm. Mm-hmm. They um, allowed me to work from home on days that I felt it necessary. And from that experience, it taught me to ask for what I need. Mm. So moving mm. forward with every position after that, this is what I need. Right. And That's it, good. Made, it made the ability for me to work and be productive a thousand times easier and better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I think it also helps that you, in, in those cases, you knew what you needed, whereas when you're going back I to your, 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 your um, middle school years and your years when you were younger and you felt sick, you really didn't know what you needed. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. I, think, I think it's a beautiful thing that kind of life taught you a couple of lessons and, and uh, you knew, okay, this is, and, and you were in a place where you, you felt safe to stay, you know, they, because they were so accommodating. Um, it gave you that freedom, so to speak, to, to do just that, to, to speak and to let your voice be heard. Yes, absolutely. That's awesome. That's a beautiful thing. So tell us more. What's, what's the Loopy Project? Well, tell us more about that. The Loopy Chip Project really happened all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just needed mm-hmm. one place to, to use my platform to bring awareness. And okay. that's what the Loopy Chick Project became. I wanted to do more than the lupus walk. I wanted to do okay. more than wear purple. Mm. And honestly, I was having a bad flare-up. Mm-hmm. Previously to the flare-up, I had been introduced to the L hand sign. And people would ask you to do the L hand sign as a show of support for someone who has lupus. And this okay. particular day, I was having a, black, a bad flare-up. I was in pain, and one of my friends from BC called. I was in Atlanta, and she said, like, what's wrong? You don't sound well. I said, I'm just in pain right now. Let me talk to you later. And she said, mm-hmm. okay. A few minutes later, I'm getting hundreds of notifications. I'm like, what is going on here? Well, her husband is a DJ in a nightclub. She told him that I wasn't feeling well, and he asked everyone to do the L hand sign and tag me on Facebook to show wow. support. Wow. And it was in the hundreds. Like, all I could do was just cry because I'm like, what is going on? And oh, my gosh. just cry. Mm. And for days, they were still coming where people took pictures of themselves doing this in the club, and they would tag me for days. So oh, my when gosh. They, 
rolled around for Lupus Awareness Month and I was rolling out the Loopy Chick Project, I said, well, I'm going to do a campaign called Selfies for Lupus. Mm-hmm. And all you had to do was take a selfie of yourself doing an L hand sign. And I said, I'm going to collect 500 selfies. I collected the first year 1,000. Wow. Wow. Then the next year, 2,000. I have collected wow. in total over 20,000 selfies. Oh, my gosh. Wow. With the L hand sign. Walgreens reached out and they thought I was printing the pictures. And they said, hey, we can offer you a discount on printing the pictures. I said, well, I'm not printing them. And they reached out to me on Twitter. And wow. Because this was before Instagram. So this mm-hmm. was back in the Twitter days. And he said, well, what are you doing with them? And I said, oh, nothing, just reposting them. And he said, well, mm-hmm. why? And I told him. And he said, i tell you what. He said, Walgreens would donate 50 cents to the Lupus Foundation for every selfie you post with the hashtag. Wow. And wow. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's go. And every day from I had daycare centers with the kids, employers, friends, strangers. And wow. when I would go to places like the World Natural Hair Show here in Atlanta, over 30,000 naturals. People will walk up to me naturally loopy and do the L hand sign. Oh my gosh. I would just wow. cry. Brands knew who I was and would do the L hand sign. I went to Essence Festival and there was a lupus awareness organization there. Naturally loopy, come over. And L hand signs going up everywhere. And I'm like, I didn't create this. But mm. these are just the things that have happened. I have friends that go on vacation and, oh, we had to throw the L's up for Naturally Loopy in Paris. In wow. The wow. So I have selfies from all over the world, and people tell me all the time, I, the only reason I know where lupus is is because of you. So think about the movement that you have created. Oh, my gosh, what a beautiful thing. And just you having a down day, a friend's husband wanted to support. And, mm-hmm. and look at what has, look at the ripple effect of what has taken place. Oh, my gosh. And then it turned into ussies for this because people would get together with their friends, couples, guys, you know, the fellas mm-hmm. would want to be with mm-hmm. their friends. I was like, oh, my gosh, this has taken on a whole, you know, thing of a, a whole, whole life. Exactly. When they do the loop exactly. mm-hmm. they do the L mm-hmm. hand sign in my honor. Wow. That is huge. That is huge. Oh, my gosh. So just to think it started with just that small seed of wanting to do more than just the walk or to wear the color purple and, and to see what has actually taken place. Oh, my gosh, yes. and how quickly – it it exploded, you know, just to think first year was 1,000, the second year was 2,000, and just where it is now, is, it's, a, it's, a, it's a living, breathing thing on its own. So congratulations. Yes. What a, Thank you. What a beautiful thing. So what, what um, how can others join the movement? I guess what, how can they find out about the, the Loopy Project and, and join in to, to um learn more themselves, or even to throw up an L. (laughs) (laughs) You can follow me across all social media networks, um, the Loopy Tick, 
and I will populate. You can um, I have the hashtag Loopy Pick, um, and you can follow me there. And I'm always putting together events, awareness events, initiatives. I enjoy doing them across social media because I feel like I can make a larger impact. And right mm-hmm. now we are discussing the the marriage of lupus and mental illness. Mm. Depression is mm. huge. The connection is huge. And it's mm. something that people don't talk about. And mm. that's what we are talking about now and advocating for. And to say it's okay that you are sad. It's okay that you are depressed. It's okay right. that you have these feelings, and we can work through them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Wow. Any closing thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? I just want to say thank you all for, thank you for inviting me. Thank you all who take one second to read a post and not just scroll by. And if you or someone you know has lupus, know that you can advocate for yourself. Understand and do the research on every medication that they give you. Write down your numbers, your stats, your protein levels. Write everything down and keep your own information for your records. That's good. That's really good. Okay, and you can I'm live doing... life. <laughs> you can live. Yes. yes, definitely. Definitely. It's not a death sentence. It's not like what you were saying previously. It's not a uh, cancer diagnosis. And even with the cancer diagnosis, there's still life. So whatever life throws at you, you know, with those different ailments or things, life goes on. So I, I commend you for yes. being your own advocate and, and bringing others on board and, and, and um, giving them educating them on just lupus and and how they can can truly thrive despite their their diagnosis so thank you for being my guest you've heard her too you can you can follow her across all the social media feeds at the loopy chick and you can stay connected with me on twitter at seaweek so one remember beauty is more than skin deep it's truly in the eye of the beholder